Now, it's time to put it all on the table through mediation. Your host, Teresa E. Keeves, is a professional mediator, here to educate, inform, enlighten, and inspire everyone about the great benefits in the process of professional mediation to resolve conflicts, disagreements, and disputes relating to business or personal matters. Now, here's your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Good morning to all my listeners out there. How are you? I miss talking to you guys. And I just know that um, we're already and set to have a great another talk today. This is the 3rd of September. Isn't that something? Oh, my gosh. Time is going by so fast. We are, for all of the people who are in the financial institution, we are embarking on the last part of the, you know, financial analyses and things of the companies and organizations and Wow, this year has just flown by. But anyway, I want to say good day to you, my listeners out there. And how are you doing on this beautiful day that God has given us? And as I am so proud to be broadcasting on the fabulous TalkZone.com Internet Radio. My name is Teresa E. Keeves, and I am your host for Put It All on the Table Through Mediation. Now, I want you to know that... um Today's topic is what's going on. And my guest is my fabulous brother, Reginald C. Campbell. And we are going to be discussing how different is our world, you know, back in 1970 until today, 45 years ago. Wow. And what is the relevance of the powerful, beautiful words that was sung by Marvin Gaye in 1971? With his song was titled, What's Going On? For example, you know, he's saying about things that are still happening today. Or have we grown as a thriving populace? And how could professional mediation, if it were popular then, as it is now, use its tools to advocate for resolution other than man using his fists, his guns, his powerful bombs, and nasty words against each other. I'm going to bring my brother on in a few minutes, but I want to talk to you about a few things first. You might be saying, yeah, Teresa, like what? Okay, well, hold on. Well, today in Arizona, our temperatures is partly cloudy with a high of 102 and a low of 75. Yay! I'm sure a lot of us are pleased with knowing that our nights will be cooler here in Arizona, giving us some relief from the triple digits that we have been experiencing. I'm sure that you out there have heard on your news, radio, television broadcasts that we have been having some very inclement weather here in Arizona besides the heat. Like, for example, a few days ago, guys, it was reported that, the you know, it's always about the monsoon. Well, in the monsoon season, monsoon season, I think, you know, it seems like the monsoon season has been all year round. I mean, come on. It's not the monsoon season. In my opinion, it is the effects of global warming. And it has been having um, considerable changes here in the valley, particularly with the high winds. You know, it was... um a, a storm here a few days ago, and the roofs were being torn off of houses. Trees of varying size are being torn from their roots, and it reported 70,000. That's right, 70,000 customers were without electricity. Ah, boy. And it's still being re- uh, restored. As I was listening to a report yesterday, it said that the electricity uh, companies we're still in the midst of, re, you know, restoring their customers' power. Wow. I want to say that, you know, okay, they're saying the monsoon. Okay, so it's only supposed to be a season. I'm thinking a season is, what, three months? All right, but seems like it's getting longer and longer. That's why I say, you know, it's global warming and the effects this is having on all of us. That's all. Okay, hey, look, I have been just, you know, great since we last talk, and I know that you have too. I know that you've been out there moving and grooving and doing your thing, promoting yourself in a positive light in our beautiful world. Now, 
Have you out there noticed that summer is still very much alive and well? Is it not? <laughs> In my opinion, it most certainly is. But to the retailers, it's Christmas time. I will say that, you know, I'm seeing um, Christmas advertisements as I'm, you know, take a break, pan through a few channels. And now they're talking about Christmas and they're also talking about Halloween with little to no mention of Thanksgiving. What's up with that, guys? Okay. You know, the one holiday that reminds us of being grateful, something that we should be doing all the time. Okay. Not just once a year, but all the time. Now, check this out. As we are already in the month of September, and I'm certain a lot of you out there are wondering, where has the time gone? Well, some of you out there are saying, darn it, I still haven't done the things I said I was going to do in January. Now what? Now what, guys? You still have time. It's never too late. Yep. For all of my regular listeners out there and new ones out there too, repeat after me. Time is our most precious commodity and we need to be excellent purveyors of our time because time is something we can never get back and I'm applauding you for saying it. All right. Okay, we're done with that. Now let's bring my great brother on. Good morning, Reginald. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Um, uh, just sitting here scanning as you were talking, just scanning the uh, uh, television and networks and things like that, and catching the weather, catching the the, the news and the politics uh, and all of that, and uh, uh, some of the presidential policy stuff. And you know, makes me want to lose my appetite. But you know, be that as it may. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah. It's kind of apropos to uh, what you were saying earlier today. You know, some of these guys are, you know, it's, it's, it's all about uh, uh, hate. It's all about uh, point the finger at the other guy and, and all of that. So, uh, yeah. pretty sad. Pretty, pretty sad situation, in my opinion, with, with uh, the political mess that, that's going on with some of these guys who are running uh, for president. Running for president, yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, um, you know, you and I are are pretty. You know, you're I I will say that you're more of a better historian than I, and I and I think I'm darn good. However, I uh, remember the debates um, on television, um, you know, with Kennedy and and uh, Nixon and things like that. It was so much more eloquent and so much more meaningful than what's going on today. You know, they the candidates may not have agreed with one another. Um and maybe there was some, you know, a, you know, some dislike or something, but it wasn't like it is now. I mean, right now it's just straight out like like hate and it's like daggers and this it's really bad, you know. Now, we're going to get more into that region, but I I want to discuss something with you, okay? Um there is an article that I pulled off the IJ review a few days ago, and it said she pushed a car into the lake with her two sons inside 20 years ago. Now she's telling her side. Okay, so Reginald, this is an article about Susan Smith. You remember her, right? Mm-hmm. I, okay, I, so- I remember that. I can remember watching uh, her interview on the Today Show with Brian Gumbel. Uh, and, and her husband, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and as she was sitting on the couch uh, with her husband, and you know, what turned out to be the the state crocodile tears about what happened to her children. Mm-hmm. Now, for all of you who remember her out there, you know right off. For all of you who don't know who this lady is, well, she put her two beautiful boys in a car, and she let it go into the lake. And they drowned in 1994. So let's do the math. It's 21 years ago, not 20. And nevertheless, what a tragic story. I mean, you know, it's, you know, it's like, wow, first of all, how fast did that time go by? You know, it's 21 years. Now, she says that um, she, you know, she, she the, the article reads this, Reginald. It says that in the fall of 1994, a young mother's plight captivated the world as she 
appealed to the unidentified man who had hijacked her car and kidnapped her two young children. All right. She says, I can't even describe what I'm going through. My heart just aches so bad through her tears on national TV as what you were um, stating a few moments ago is calling them crocodile tears. But, you know, brother, it says in a tragic plot twist, Smith confessed nine days later, there was no kidnapping. Okay. You know, we, you know, come on now. We do have a conscience and I guess it was eating her up. All right. As it turns out, she had let her car roll into a Union, South Carolina lake, allowing three-year-old Michael and 14-month-old Alex, who were strapped in their car seats, to plummet to their death. Now what she's saying, Reginald, and my listeners out there, is that she is not and was not at that time a monster, that she usually... Okay, now emphasize the word usually, all right, was a loving mother, okay, and that people never listened to her side of the story, which I disagree with. And she says that something went wrong that night, and I was not myself. I was a good mother, and I loved my boys, but apparently not enough. So here's what I'm saying. Reginald, instead of clogging all of this stuff up with the courts, with her appealing to to be a free person and all of this, how about we get a mediator who can mediate the these issues and um and get down to the the, the you know the whole thing of her wanting to to leave and and she's a good mom and so forth and so on and not take it to court. How about mediating this issue? What do you think? Well, first of all, there's there's a lot of uh, entities that that have to go into this. Uh, first of all, as a as a uh, mental health professional, uh, as a certified mental health professional, as a, um, a degree clinical mental health therapist and a and a social worker, uh, and all that's over 24 years of experience for that. Uh, the first thing you have to consider before you even consider uh, court mediating or anything is her um, mental health. There, there has to be a determination if this person is mentally stable, is mentally able to uh, stand trial. Obviously, she stood trial forty something, you know, forty something years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but prior to all of that, you know, when a person con- uh, commits such a case act like that, you have to mm-hmm. determine where are they uh, uh, mentally, who are they cognitively, are they um, uh, able to, to stand trial, um, mm-hmm. if they're mentally able to stand trial. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I participated, and, and this is something that's new, that's recent within the past uh, just few years, uh, of having, of doing psychological autopsy. And psychological mm-hmm. autopsies are um, in, a, in a situation uh, like this or a trial. Um, you know, you go back and you speak with the, the, the person, you speak with uh, some of their relatives, some of their friends, and things like that to gather information uh, for your psychological evaluation. So that's uh, kind of the psychological uh, autopsy. Uh, mm-hmm. The second thing, uh, what Susan Smith did, uh, she accused her children uh, and her car of being hijacked by a black man. So now you're bringing in mm-hmm. the racial racial aspect of it, where they yes. were uh, innocent black men uh, stopped and, 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 and uh, held um, because of the description that Susan Smith gave the police officer. That she gave, um, yeah, and they and they posted it all over the media because she had uh, an artist, you know, an artist was employed to draw this this, you know, man that she says did this heinous crime, and they were out looking for this man and gathering up everybody that, you know, uh, looked like this picture that this artist drew. I mean, how bad was that, you know? And 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 uh, you know, this is. 
well, the police, well, you know, if well, the police were doing doing their job, um, she gave them a description of, of this alleged person. And when mm-hmm. you have a crime like that, of course, you know, the police are doing what they're supposed to do. They're going out there to look for this person. Exactly. Um, the police were, were at that time getting, uh, you know, somewhat of a, of, of a bad rap. Um, but the thing was, this person gave them that and exactly. they, and she she do the police department, she do Brian Gumble, she do everyone. Uh, she do society in itself. With her crocodile tears, so for her to say that no one heard her side of the story when you were on national television on the Today Show spewing your what allegedly happened. So mm-hmm. she was given an opportunity. Uh, so again, it goes back to what I said right from the get go, right from the beginning. You have to determine if a person's uh, uh, psychological health when something like this happens. And, and for a person to commit a crime like this right from the beginning, uh, you know, which is it for that was more normal, you have to determine is this person um, uh, mentally able to stand trial because you wouldn't. But, uh, you know, a regular, for lack of another better word, a regular uh, person, parent, would not commit this type of uh, act against her children. Act against, well, against, her, against her children that she, well, you know, as I read earlier, uh, brother, yeah, and I, I agree with that. I agree that her uh, mental state definitely needs to be um, examined to see if she could stand trial and or even endure mediation because mediation, going through the mediation process is also no joke, you know, for all of us out there who who are, uh, um, you know, mediators, you know, my colleagues, we understand the work, you know, that goes into uh, what it is that we do. And as I said, too, I'm going to say this and then we're going to move on. As I said, too, uh, brother, is that the word usually being a good mother is what is what got me. You know, when she says she usually is a good mother. That's all I'm saying. Okay, now um, let's talk about what's going on, brother. You know, every time I say that, I can just hear Marvin Gaye singing, you know, what's going on, you know, in the in the background. Now, as I decided to use this chapter of my broadcast, Reginald, for something that would be that something that would perhaps get the positive juices to flow within my listeners minds about the state of the world that it continues to be in, which is a negative downturn, in my opinion, which is which is the descriptive of it. And this broadcast is also going to be mixed with history and professional mediation as well. I just wanted to say that. Now, um, Reginald, you are a fabulous mental health therapist, and also besides um, our dad, you are one of the best historians that I know, okay? And um, and I truly enjoy discussing various points of time in history with you, as you as you probably know that I love to discuss. Now, we grew up in the 70s, because this is where I'm starting this point at. We grew up in the 70s, and there were great things that happened in the 70s, you know? Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, every you know everything was was not bad. You do you agree with that? I I agree. Things there's been such a change, um, and 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 you think sometimes you think like, what happened? Like, how did that? Like, like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, weren't we just? Um, and and that is not to say that the world was all. Kiki and Cream uh, back then because it wasn't. There were there were things happening. Um, uh, you know, Vietnam was raging uh, in the mid seventies. You know, we had there's the issue of of, of Paul Pot and 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 the Tilly Fields in, in Cambodia, um, Watergate, uh, Nixon and 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 his mess. Uh, but things things were were better, and, and I want to sound like some old guy, oh, thank you, my favorite, you know, but things were different. Things have changed. Things, it's just, it's just a dramatic uh, a change of how people behave. I mean, just how, uh, you know, let's just, let's, 
take children, how, how, how children behave and how neighbors behave. If, if you did something uh, wrong, the neighbor down the street or the neighbor across, across the street, they were looking at you and they were going to tell your parents. And they were mm-hmm. going to say something to you. They were mm-hmm. going to say, you know what, you should not do that, Johnny. You know, Bob, you, you, you should not do that. And we'll come to your house and tell you, tell your parents or, or your parents or parents can have, have people that they could trust, you know, next door or across the street where, where maybe your child stayed with uh, that family for uh, an hour or two until they came home, you know, things like that came home from work. Mm-hmm. But, but now, and again, being in being a, a, a therapist and, 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 a, and a former case manager and things like that, things, it's children and things have just, People are not. People are now afraid to even say anything to children. This, this let me put it that way. When oh, oh, yeah. Have, well, and the thing is, too, is that children um, are also afraid to say things to people because you don't know. You know, it's like a box of chocolates. You don't know what you're going to get. You know. So, but you know what, Rachel? I'm going to have to take a break right now. And when we come back, we're going to continue this talk about. What's going on? Get up, stretch, get your coffee and tea reseated, and come back with me. Do you know that bullying in the workplace and in our schools, whether it's grammar schools or high schools, is becoming more and more prevalent? This includes the rise of verbal abuse and physical abuse to our senior citizens. As a matter of fact, Bullying is on the cusp of becoming a dominant occurrence in today's society. For example, CareerBuilder.com survey of 2012 noted that about 50% of all workplace bullying goes unreported. And NBC News reported that bullying statistics of 2013 for senior citizens is on the rise in America. And that statistics for bullying-related incidences in our schools, well, unfortunately, it is on the rise. If you find yourself being bullied in school or in the workplace and you need someone to help resolve your differences with professionalism, fairness, impartiality, and given a platform to be heard, give me a call. Professional mediator Teresa E. Keyes at 480-283-7270 or email me at Teresa at mediationtalkshow.expert. Now it's time to put it all on the table through mediation. Here's your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Hi, guys, and thank you so much for returning with me. Today's segment, we're talking about what's going on. We are doing some parallel discussions uh, regarding 1970, all you know, and in parallel as to what is happening today. And this discussion is with my brother, uh, Reginald uh, Campbell. Okay. And um, so now, Reginald, before we took our break, we were talking about how different things are. Like you uh, uh, were were speaking of how children um, in particular uh, can, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but how children in particular, you know, you can't trust. We're teaching our children, basically, you can't trust anyone because of how the, the way the world is now. And people are not um, as nice and and loving as they used to be. And I just I just want to, uh, talk about a few things that you know that were in the seventies that um that i that I recollect on okay well, you know there were some positive things that did happen in the seventies, brother, you know, like some of the most beautiful music was born during that time, you know, and the music spoke of love, peace, and the troubles that were happening at that time, and how we could circumvent ourselves from that. You know, Motown and Philadelphia Sound, for example, were some of the great pioneers of producing this music. You know, um, people were happier. People had more sense and sensibilities, which is piggyback on what you're saying about themselves and each other. They were more focused on doing the right thing. And respect, <coughs> excuse me, and respect was not only saying by Aretha Franklin. <laughs> it was given and demanded by people and people cared about each other. Black people in particular were on a huge positive upward-like movement. 
They were there were influential community leaders and organizers. They had block clubs, uh, which I must say, born out of this is our great president, Barack Obama, as he was a lawyer and a huge community organizer. We also on the downside, we had things like, you know, the Vietnam War was still going on. And we still today have remnants of those of, of that war that still haunts us as there are still so many of our military women and men who still today have yet to recover, you know. So it's, it's things like that, um, brother. You know, you still have, um, they want to do a bad rap on the police. Now, back then, it was called police brutality. As Marvin Gaye uh, sings about, you know, that in his, in his, in his song. However, um, in correlation with today, I would not say that as it is a few police officers that may not be doing what it is they need and should be doing. And that um, does not encompass um, a large portion of police officers and or it should not encompass a large number of the police officers in our world today. Because I'm just going to tell you, I do sit and I hear civil traffic cases. And I've been doing this now, uh, here in civil traffic cases for a few years now. And I'm going to tell you, I have never encountered or encountered a police officer being disrespectful to me or to the court. As a matter of fact, I have what I have encountered and still encounter are police officers who are willing to help individuals, um, you know, to, to expedite the matter. And, 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 um, so that they can learn from it and, and go on. They don't want them to be hurt. That's, that's what I'm saying about that. So, but anyway, but anyway, brother. So my thing is, is that here we are 45 years later and the, and the aha moment or the scary thing or even the what? How much have we grown from that? You know, there's, there's a saying that as more things change, more they stay the same. And and, and and I can see that from the 70s up to now, that the more things change, the more they, the more they have stayed the same. And um, I was just looking, I was just uh, thinking about uh, some of the lyrics from, from Marvin Gaye's song, and, and I can remember a uh, teenager buying that album and, and, and Playing the grooves off of it, and 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 one of the lines is this: "Picket lines, picket signs, don't punish me with brutality. Come to me and talk to me. What's going on? You know." So, picket lines back then, picket signs now. St. Louis, on and on. You know. Mm -hmm. So again, more things change, the more they they stay the same. Well, the, you know, I'm sorry. The the um, politicians of, of of the world, um, uh, Nixon, because he had to resign because of of, of Watergate and and, and 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 other things. The uh, Southern strategy, the strategy that we're seeing from the Republican Party now, vilifying um, Latinos, uh, Donald Trump. I'll just call it out as, as, as I see it. Donald Trump and everybody else on the Republican side who are trying to mimic him because they see that, oh, maybe he's getting some traction in the uh, polls because of that. Well, this strategy was started by Nixon in his 1968 campaign. It was called the Southern Strategy. The Southern Strategy was to vilify um, uh, Dr. King, vilify the, um, uh, the movement, uh, that black people were going through at, at that time. So mm -hmm. um, this is the same strategy that the Republican Party has used since 1968 with Nixon's um, strategy. Uh, the first George W. Bush with the Willie Horton thing. You know, so mm -hmm. so the more things change, the more they the more they stay the same, and it's not going to get anywhere. Because people are people, 
Basically, people want the same thing for their families, is to have, be able to raise their children, be able to have a safe environment, be able to feed their children, be able to have a job to send their, to send their children to, to college, and things like that. But let's just talk of the price of college from then until, until now. It is just a shame that kids are coming out of undergrad Owing eighty, ninety, a hundred thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. You know? um, yeah. So, it, you know, again, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Uh, but in that instance of of uh, of um, education of being able to, for people to get an education, it sure has changed because now it's very difficult for children for people to send their uh, kids. about it is I want to um, uh, comment on a, on, a, on a few things that uh, you said. Um, okay, like, for example, uh, Donald Trump and, um, the, and the likes of, you know, what you were saying about, um, um, you know, the Republican Party and, and, um, and, you know, and then you also talked about, you know, going to college and, and that people uh, want the basic needs is, is basically what you were saying. They want to be happy. They want to, they want to, they want to pay their bills. They want to, um, they want to be able to do all of the things that they, that they need to do for their families. And they want to be able to move on, you know, and, um, you know, so it's, it's really sad. It's really sad that, um, how the world is is today that people are struggling to send their kids to college. But however, um, on my next show, I'm going to have some uh, great information um, for my listeners, and I'm going to put it up on the website um, about um, something that I learned, and I do like to pass it on to my listeners. Uh, so I'm going to talk about that if I have any time at the end of my show, um, even maybe if I can get that in. But I want to talk, uh, go back on about Donald Trump. Uh, some people think that intimidation still works because that's basically all that it is. That if you, you know, that if you shout louder, then people will somehow dumb down to you and they'll listen to you and they will do what it is that you say that you want done. And that's, that's just not going to happen. Um, in, 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 uh, you know, cause people will eventually get tired of that and they will eventually see the person and who and what you really are. So you in other words, I don't think that he's going to be a, a, a long man standing and, and the rest of them, if this is the methods and the methodologies that they are putting on individuals as they're supposed to be running for office, uh, you know, in a, one of the most powerful countries in our world. And this is how that they're acting. And yet we want to tell uh, we want to tell people um, uh, we want to tell other people, you know, how to do other things. Then we need to definitely be the be the purveyors of that um the other thing um when when um um what what i want to say is that with all of the things that was going on in the 70s and if mediation was as popular then as it is now for example with when our our vets came back from vietnam they were not the most um welcomed Unfortunately, they were not the most welcomed individuals um, coming back home. And I feel that a lot of their issues and things that were that they were encompassing then um, and if mediation was popular, then they could have had somebody there to advocate for them 
and and or uh, talk talk you know um, with them and for them and to get you know their issues resolved. This is what I'm saying. This is what you know I'm bringing mediation into this process because people you know basically want to be heard. And um, so if if um, as I said, if I, you know with our vets, it's a shame that. I get, you know, I talk to some people and they tell me that they still has, have not resurrected themselves from coming back from Vietnam. And that's been, you know, really bad. And that they really can't find help because they don't have monies to afford a lawyer and things like that. So what do you think about that, Reginald? Well, in this case, you know, as far as, as, far as our, our, our wonderful vets coming from, from Vietnam, let's just go from Vietnam up to, up, up to now. Um, the government people, the government is supposed to be the mediator, the spokesperson, the mouthpiece for our veterans because those wonderful men and women went over and did what they were supposed to do. A lot of these young men were drafted when they went to Vietnam. They didn't decide, okay, I'll just go. Even though I'm against the war, you know, I was drafted, I'll, I'll go. You know, that was a lot of, a lot of the, the, uh, the uh, attitude. And for mm-hmm. the government, and for the government to stand by and and do nothing for our veterans from then until now, in my opinion, is a downright dirty shame. Now the Republican Party likes to stand around and talk about how government is bad. Government is good. Hey, people, government is good. I'm here to say it right now. Government is good. There's nothing wrong with government. Government no, it is isn't. supposed to take care of our people. Government is supposed to take care of our veterans. It's the government's job to take care of that veteran when he or she comes back and with, with post-traumatic stress, without a limb, losing a, an, an eye or any other kind of a physical or psychological injury. It's the government's job to do that. So However, yeah. So again, about government being bad, Government is good, and government in this sense is supposed to be the mediator for our veterans who are who are returning. But they were not, they were not, and they still are not. And this is why I um, applaud my uh, colleagues out there who are working with the veterans um, who. And as a matter of fact, I'm just putting that out there right now that I'm looking into uh, working with the veterans that me and another colleague, we've started talking about it last week, working with the veterans and seeing how we can be of help to them to assist them in resolving their issues. It doesn't matter what war they came from or whatever, but there's a lot of assistance that's being needed. And yes, I do agree that the government is supposed to be um, all of that that you said, they're supposed to mediate, they're supposed to protect, they're supposed to govern, they're supposed to put down rules, regulations, policies, and procedures, and things like that, because everybody is not going to be forthcoming to do the right thing. <laughs> so, you know, um, uh, I, you know, I just, just wanted to, I just wanted to put that out there. You wanted to say something? Right. And just, just, just the Environmental Protection Agency, the, 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 the ETC. I'm, I'm sorry, know. could you repeat that? The uh, Environmental Protection Agency, the EPC, and, yes. and and you know we're, we're talking about um, a global change, global warming, you know, whichever words you want to use. Um, yes, it the world, our weather is different. Our, mm-hmm. our, there's no doubt our weather is different, and and politicians can't. Republican politicians, yeah, I'm going to say it. Republican politicians, you cannot stick your head in the sand like an ostrich and pretend that it doesn't exist because the scientific evidence is there. It, it, it's there. The, well, the, the EPA was instilled by Nixon. Republicans talk about, oh, EPA is bad. We need to repeal that. Well, you know, that was installed by a Republican president. And that was to put regulations on companies where you cannot pollute the air, you cannot pollute the water how, however you want to just, just to make a profit because this affects everyone. And in, and in therapy, I talk to my clients a lot of times about the domino effect, be it the positive domino effect or the negative domino effect, whichever way you, you, you wish you wish to go. Mm-hmm. And 
And and if we're not going to look at this, if we're not going to uh, take this realistically, the president is uh, was in um, Alaska just a couple of days ago, and, and is showing how the change and the ice caps and all of that. You know, this, this is real, and this domino effect is going to affect children, grandchildren, you know, for the next how many generations. And I believe it was uh, a couple weeks ago I was reading that this, I'm sorry, last summer was the warmest summer on record in mm-hmm. the world. For several days. So, yeah. you know, things are, things are definitely changing and people have to pay attention to this and not just poo-poo it and thinking that, oh, it's just you know, there's just those, those crazy knucklehead scientists that are, you know, that that that, that are talking about this. Don't pay any any attention to this. Uh, and vote for me, and then once you get in office, you're not going to do a darn thing. You know. Exactly. So, now so I'm going to have to. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm going to have to take a break right now. But when we come back, we're going to continue this discussion on what's going on. Stay tuned. Do you have disagreements with your landlord regarding your home or apartment that you are renting? Or have you fallen behind in your HOA payments and you cannot reason with the HOA Association for resolution of your issues? I can assist you. I am an independent professional mediator. My name is Teresa E. Keyes. Give me a call at 480-283-7270. Or email me at Teresa at mediationtalkshow.expert. You do not have to litigate your disagreements. They can be professionally mediated. The process of professional mediation is an effective, efficient, timely, and less costly method for resolving your disputes. Please give me a call for a 0283-7270. Welcome back to Put It All on the Table Through Mediation. Here again, Teresa E. Keeves. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for returning with me and my guest, Rachel C. Campbell. Uh, the topic is what's going on. And um, we were talking about before break uh, the domino effect. My brother was talking about that. And um, I would just like to chime in and say that um, some people call it the domino effect. I want to say what affects one uh, affects us all. Um, you know, if, um, uh, if, if we don't get it together very soon and quickly here, we're veering off from talking about a whole lot of mediation. But I just want to say that if we as human beings don't get it together quickly, we are not going to be hanging out in the most pleasant, uh, environment is going to just continue to, you know, falter and falter and falter. Um, you were talking about the, um, environmental protection, um, agency, I feel that even that that they are not doing that all that they that they could and should be doing because perhaps maybe the powers to be don't take it um as serious as as it is because it's very serious it's not a joke um I even take it down to my neighbors who don't recycle okay because um they just throw anything into the trash and um and as we know plastic and styrofoam are just two of the worst things that it can be for the environment. I mean, styrofoam, um, uh, scientists have tested it, how long it'd be around. It could be around for, for, for eons, for, for decades. Balloons, um, is harmful. It, it, uh, birds can swallow them and, and it harms our birds. I mean, we should just know better by now than, than the things that, uh, that that we have been doing, and in the last 45 years, it had nothing has changed. It's, it's still basically the same. Um, uh, the other thing, um, uh, 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 too, I want to um, go back on is um, is the college that you were that you were mentioning that people want to send their children to college. Well, listeners out there, and I've already discussed this with uh, my brother, is that here in the state of Arizona. In Surprise, Arizona, as a matter of fact, there is a college and it is where the community college and the universities have collaborated. And it's called Communiversity, just Communiversity. You can um, put it into your your um, 
you can Google it, put it in your URL, and uh, and it'll come up. The reason I'm talking about this is because I like to pass on great information um, to to you guys out there. And what what it is is that it's a four year um, stint, you know, like any other university. However, three of the years will you will go to community college, and a lot of the classes, from my understanding, are online. And uh, the classes are very affordable. They're like $75 a class. In the last year, your fourth year, you will be in, you will transfer then over to the university, which the classes, I think, double in price, maybe $150. And um, the affiliates are Real Salado Community College. You have NAU and, um, uh, you know, a few other um Colleges there, as I said, you go online and look it up, you know, community, C-O-M-M-U-N-I-B, as in victory, E-R-S-I-T-Y. And um, any of you who are, you know, living in the valley here in Arizona, um, I think that, you know, you, for you or your children, whoever want to continue their education, that this will be a very uh, cost-effective manner in doing that. Okay, so I wanted to get that out, Reginald. Okay. So um you were talking about the the domino effect and um and um and and I've already spoke about that. Is there anything else you would like to add to that, brother? No, this this is that the uh, domino effect of uh, being positive or negative is going to affect is going to affect um so either either way. Um my my frustration with um, some people now is that they don't want to talk. Talking and meeting or mediating, uh, negotiating has a lot to do with keeping something that can become out of control and putting it in control. Mm-hmm. Quick, quick, quick example, because I know we're running out of time. Uh, the yes. Iran deal that, that the president uh, had, uh, and, and, and thank goodness, in my opinion, that uh, this is going to be able to pass and it's going to be able to, you know, keep the sanctions going and be able to, um, you know, uh, watch um, Iran from building a, a nuclear bomb. And it's not just the United States, but Russia, China, and France are very involved in this as, as, as well. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sad that uh, the Republican Party has done everything that they can to try and vilify this um, this process, this process mm-hmm. of talking slash mediating slash negotiating has will keep mm-hmm. people exactly. And can I say? Can I? Yeah, to to get things to get things done. Now, can I say? Um, our fabulous Secretary of State John Kerry. You know, Wonderful. I you know he may not know it, but he's an excellent mediator. He's an excellent negotiator. How he went in there and got that deal done, because we need to get it done. Okay, now here's the whole here's the whole thing. You know, you're you're not going to like some people say. Well, you have to change the hearts of people. You can't bit more change the heart of somebody else and you can pick the building up that you're living in and toss it across the street. That's something that only they can do. That's something that only they can do. So in, in having to say that, then laws and rules and regulations, policy procedures and codes and, and everything else that's under the uh, legal realm need to be added because people need to be, people need to be guided differently. You understand what I'm saying? If that makes sense. And mediation, um, as you spoke about, you know, before is on the rise because this is how this is a this is the you know, in everything bad, there's always something good. And I see mediation as being something not good, but something great, because people, regardless, want to talk. They they, they want to talk. And this is why mediation is on the rise. They no longer want to have I they no longer want to have someone, you know, going in there saying something for them. You know, maybe they need to have some type of guidance and things of things of that nature. But they basically want to talk their story out and say and say 
what it is that they will like, you know, um, and what it is that they what it is that they need. And because they themselves is the only ones who can put it in, you know, in perspective, you know, as best as 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 it can. Now, we got about two minutes. Okay. Let me quickly say. So, um, okay, so I'll give you a minute. Go ahead. Okay, okay. Here's, here's what here's what talking and negotiating can do. And and, and I, as I articulate, I want to say a little more, but but we don't have time about about the Iran deal. But during the pre, but during the Cuban Missile Crisis, um, um, negotiating kept the world from being obliterated. Um, um, when when Russia when Russia sent missiles into into Cuba, um, you know, Kennedy negotiated with that. Uh, we mm-hmm. talked, um, uh, a coup said, okay, you take the missiles out of, out of, um, out of Turkey and I'll take the missiles out of, out of Cuba. Now, little did Khrushchev know that Kennedy was going to take the Jupiter missiles out of Turkey anyway because the Jupiter missiles were old. He was going to have those assembled and just take them out and figure, well, if we need to bomb Russia, we can, we can send a, uh, ICBM from the Red Sea, from a submarine or, 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 or whatever. Khrushchev mm-hmm. didn't know that the plan anyway was to dismantle these old Jupiter missiles. But mm-hmm. talking kept the world from nuclear war. Just sitting exactly. talking. It's like, it's sometimes it's like a poker game. You're not going. Everybody's not going to agree on everything. Everybody's not going to get everything that they want. But it's the positive outcome. It's it's the the thing of doing the right thing. We need to do the right thing. And you're, you know, not trying to interrupt you, but you know, we we are running out of time. But, um, 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 you know, we all need to do the right thing. And I'm just so proud of all of um. Um, my colleagues and um, that are out there uh, working with mediation and they're doing some fabulous things and and um, and I'm very um, open and and receptive to seeing all of the greatness that's going to evolve from that okay now Reginald you know what I'm going to say our time has gone by so fast and I certainly appreciate you taking your time and um and and offering your 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 talk about this subject of what's going on and i hope that our listeners have learned something um i hope that um i was informative to you i hope that you've gotten some good information um particularly about community um i will be back in 2 weeks in 2 weeks we're going to have a discussion called generation to generation it's going to be a panel discussion it's going to be fabulous And just remember to be kind to yourself and to be kind to one another. This is Teresa Keyes. Make it a great day. 